Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen. Do you not know that God has feelings? Did you know that? He loves, he hates, he gets jealous, and he gets angry. He shows compassion. He is faithful, patient, fair, righteous, and holy. He is not to be played with. And those who thought otherwise quickly saw the error of their ways. Let us take a look at Ezekiel 6, 9. And they that escape of you shall remember me among the nations where they shall be in captivity because I am grieved for their whorish hearts which have departed from me and for their eyes which have gone a-whoring after their idols and they shall be displeased in themselves for the evils which they have committed in all their abominations. Amen. This scripture is telling me God is feeling some kind of way. Amen. So, does he have emotions? Oh, absolutely, yes. For example, listen. The Lord demonstrates the following. Anger. We see this in Psalm 711. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. Yep, the Lord gets angry with the wicked every single day. Deuteronomy 9.22 talks about how the Lord was provoked to wrath. Amen. And then we see in Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against 
all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Amen. And we know he has compassion. Psalm 135.14 For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Amen. Judges 2 verse 18 Whenever the Lord raises up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. Amen. We serve a God that not only gets angry with the wicked, but he has compassion and pity for his people. Amen. Deuteronomy 32:36. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is none remaining, bond or free. Amen. Beloved, yes, our God has emotions. He also expresses grief. Genesis 6-6 And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. Amen. Psalm seventy-eight forty. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Amen. Beloved, we have been commanded not to grieve Holy Spirit. It It is... It is never a good thing that we can grieve the one who has created us. We better think again because we we want to think that God is so loving and that and that he will he would never push anyone away from him. Yes, God is love. Listen. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. And we know John 3, 16. He demonstrated this divine attribute that he is love by sending the world a savior. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, 
I have continued my faithfulness to you. Amen. Yes, God is love, but he also hates some stuff. Listen, Proverbs 6.16 starts off with telling us six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an, an abomination to him. Amen. Psalm 5, 5 tells us that the boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evil doers. Amen. Psalm 11, 5. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked. And the one who loves violence. Amen. He is a jealous God. Exodus 20 verse 5. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I the Lord your God am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Amen. Beloved, we only have one God and he takes exception to any of his children who go a whoring after idols. Amen. He told the children of Israel in Exodus 34 14. For you shall worship no other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. Amen. Did you not know his name was, I mean, is jealous? Yes. When we commit ourselves to him, he expects for us to not cheat on him with the world and with idols. Absolutely not. That is spiritual adultery. And guess what? He hates it. Joshua 24:19. But Joshua said to the people, "You are not able to serve the Lord. Why? For he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. And he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. Amen. I'm telling you, beloved, keep playing. Keep playing with holy God. Because we believe the fact that we are now in the dispensation of grace. That God will just overlook all of our sins as if sin don't bother him. Yes, he's, he still hates it. He hated it in the garden and he hates it today. I know y'all only want to talk about his joy, which is a good thing because if we know he is the God of wrath, and he is jealous. Not only does he get jealous, but he is jealous. 
Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Amen. <laughs> okay. Isaiah 62:5. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Amen. Jeremiah 32, 41. I will rejoice in doing them good. And I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So now we see why Jesus tells us to love the Father with our whole hearts, souls, mind, and strength. Why? Because that is how God is loving us. We just read this in Jeremiah 32, 41, that with all his heart and with all his soul, he will rejoice in doing them good. And he will plant them in this land in faithfulness. And he will do this with all his heart and all his soul. Amen. So if God is loving us like that, what makes you think we are not supposed to reciprocate that same love? Amen. Listen, beloved. We've come to know him as a personal, living, loving God who engages intimately with his creation. Listen, he loves us in ways we cannot fathom. Listen, Jeremiah 31 verse 3. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Amen. Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Beloved, we cannot even fathom the love that God has for us. It is from everlasting. We will not ever be able to understand how holy God would give up his life for us even while we were enemies of his. We would never, ever understand that. Listen. Romans 8.35 talks about the love of Christ. Listen, this love will remain on those who remain in Jesus. Romans 8.35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, 
or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. Amen. Listen, it's sad to say, as a sidebar, those who preach that damnable one saved, always saved, false doctrine love to come here to say, see, no matter what happens, nothing can separate you from God. Listen, he's faithful. Sad to say, some of us aren't. We leave him. We jump out of Jesus' hand. We stop abiding in him. So if we remain in him, this promise is for all of us. And it is true. Nothing can separate us from Jesus. His true sheep who listens, follows, and obeys him. He's right. No man can pluck us out of his loving hand. That's true. But you can surely jump out of it. You could stop. It's it's doable. It has been done. People stop loving God. Listen. Romans 8. Verses 38 to 39, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no powers, no height, nor nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's cement. That is why we must remain in Jesus Christ to always have this love. I'm telling you, no one, and I don't care how much they claim they love you, will never ever love us like this. So why would we want to give this up? Listen, our Father in heaven is immensely pained by our sin and rebellion against him. Yes, he has feelings. I don't know. Some people think that God is just some some being up there just damning people to hell, no feelings, no 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 grieving of the heart, no no sadness of the heart. Oh, we better get a clue. Listen. Psalm 1 verse 5. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Why? Because holy God hates sin and those who rebel against him. Yeah, he feels some kind of way and he should. Rightly so. Psalm 5 verses 4 through 5. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness 
evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evil doers. Amen. Listen, Proverbs. Yes, we're going through the Bible today. We must. Listen, we must know the God whom we serve. We have to know all of him. How he gets angry and how he loves. How he is faithful and what grieves him. Listen, you and I better know what grieves our Heavenly Father so we can stop it and turn from it. Like we got some sense. Listen, <laughs> Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers yeah okay listen the other day right i'm studying and i came across psalm 101 and i'm like this is the song to sing listen this psalm right here psalm 101 speaks of the one who fears and love God. This is their commitment and devotion to him. This is the life of one who is consecrated, born again, and this psalm to the Lord our God is reflective of our hatred for sin and dedication to the one who has saved us. Listen, this psalm right here, 101, should be our devotion to him every single day. Yeah, listen, it right, Holy Spirit, it is something to it. We must find out how we are to love God the way Jesus told us to love him with everything within you, our whole hearts, minds, souls that means our emotions and everything within us to remain zealous and faithful and obedient to him beloved we must be holy and godly meaning meaning we stand in reverence to him we fear him we revere his holy name. We give him much respect. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Listen, King David. I, I, I tell you something about King David. He made no bones about how he felt about the one he loves. Amen. He was so dedicated to being devoted to God. When he penned this, he was saying how 
He is not going to have sin nowhere around him. And when he run his kingdom, he ain't having no one who, who, who is treacherous, who tells lies. He, he is having none of the madness. Why? Because he loved God. Listen to this. Okay. A Psalm of David. I will sing of your love and justice, Lord. I will praise you with songs. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will. See, look, right, Holy Spirit. David, just like we must, our will, we must commit our wills to live like this. David, King David, is expressing his will, what he's going to do. Ain't nobody is going to move him from this position. And likewise, no one should be able to move us from this same position. Listen, he says, I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. Amen. Verse 6. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. Only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house and all liars will stay. No, and all liars will not stay in my presence. Verse 8. My daily task will be to ferret out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from their grip. Amen. See, that's the government. That's the government we long to have. That's why we look eagerly forward to our Lord Jesus Christ when he sets up his millennial reign. Amen. That is how we ought to be committed. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, our hearts follow King David. Our, our heart's desire is found in Psalm 5, 11 to 12. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy. 
because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Amen. Father, I am coming more and more to love your word each and every day. Psalm 34, 12 to 20 says, Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and he delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Amen. Father, how much do we love you? We love you the way Christ Jesus told us. With all of our hearts, soul, minds, and strength, everything within us cry out to you, Father, save us. Thank you that we find shelter and, and refuge in you, Father. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But you will deliver us, Father. That is why in these last days, in this evil present generation, where sin abounds, apostasy lurks at every turn, false religions are sprouting and springing up every single day, teaching as doctrine their demonic teachings. Father, may we, may we as your children never fall away from you. May we have tenacity and fight the good fight of our faith. We know you love those who love you. Keep our feet from falling. May we, may we never turn away from Jesus Christ. May we never separate ourselves from your love, Father. You are a good God. Christ Jesus is the good shepherd. Apart from you, we have nothing. We can be nothing. We can do nothing. Thing without you. We solely rely on you. You are our source, 
outside of you, there is no one that we call Father. Absolutely no one. We know we have biological fathers, but you are our source. We, we don't put that type of love, faith, and trust in no mere mortal. Not at all. Thank you, Father, for saving us. We give you honor this day. We lift up your holy name. We bless your name, Father. Hallowed be thy name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Thank you for forgiving us of our trespasses. Keep us from the evil one. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Beloved, listen. I want to talk about a few things, a few things today. Namely, what Psalm 101 says about cultivating a godly life. And how sin no longer must be our desire. It must be gone from our lives. Scripture is unanimous. God hates sin. He hates workers of iniquity. Jesus said he will tell many on the day that he judges them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Mm-hmm. In these last perilous days, this is the hour to draw nearer to our God. This is not the hour to be so distracted by our enemies' schemes and devices that we don't see how close Jesus Christ is truly coming back. So, what about Psalm 101? And what does it have to say about cultivating a godly life? Overall, those who follow Christ Jesus strive to live a life that pleases God. We want, <clears throat> excuse me, we want to reflect his glory in our personal lives, our families, jobs. This is a great goal, but it, <clears throat> it can be discouraging and overwhelming. When do you think it becomes discouraging and overwhelming? I can tell you when. My hand is raised. I can tell you when. When we don't remain in Jesus. When we continue to love this world of sin that opposes God and his precepts. That's why 
John over there in 1 John 2, 15 to 17 warned us, warned us not to love the world. This world opposes Jesus and all of his teachings. They make a mockery of what is holy, what is good, and what is righteous. Because John was saying that if anyone loves the world, the love, the love, the love of the Father is not in him. You want to know why? For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, which is pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. And guess what, beloved? The world is passing away with its lust, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings, but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purpose, his purposes lives forever. Amen. So when we are not living according to this warning, yeah, it will be challenging. It will be miserable and it will be depressive. Oh, yes, it will. So we got to find out where to begin because as born again children, we know we have come out of the world. So the mindset must be renewed. We must now repent, which is all about having a change of the way you think about sin, about your life, what is holy, what is what what is evil, what pleases God, and what does not. So, a great place to start is Psalm 101. Listen, we got to have a spiritual backbone and some morals. I know for me, I didn't have, obviously, I didn't have any morals. I, I, I didn't have any boundaries. It was like anything goes in my life and it went. Listen, Psalm 101 is a great place to start and it gives us an outline and a starting point to cultivate a God-centered life. Listen, King David starts Psalm 101 by praising God for who he is and worshiping him in truth. He resolves that he will be deliberate in the way that he follows the Lord. Amen. Are you deliberate in your way of how you follow the Lord? Are you on purpose setting up moral boundaries, guidelines? No. I ain't watching porn. No, I'm not sleeping around. No, I'm not smoking weed. 
I'm going to stop lying. I'm going to stop being a jealous person. I'm going to stop gossiping. I'm going to quit lying. I'm going to love the brethren. I'm going to praise God. Are you setting up any guidelines in your life by your will and by your obedience to what God has said in his word? Are you, have you set? as cement in your soul that you are going to follow Jesus no matter what, no matter who comes or who stays. Have you firmly cemented that you will pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow the one who shed the blood on your behalf? Beloved, we must set standards. God has standards and he has feelings. Listen, in Psalm 101, this is not a passive or reactionary attitude. David, King David is making his intention clear. I will worship God in spirit and truth, and I will lead a life that pleases him. Then he sets out a system for how he will accomplish this. I'm telling you, I was completely fascinated with this psalm. Because if you ever wanted to know where to start, how do I cultivate a life that shows reverence to God, that shows love and fear of who he is? How do I cut out the madness and the foolishness out of my life? I want to live holy. I want to live godly. I want to live righteously. Well, Psalm 101 paints a wonderful guideline of what you will accept and what you will not accept. Listen, in verse 3, right? King David said that he was going to remove temptation. We must do the same. He said in verse 3, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. He ain't doing it. Listen, he says that he will not set nothing worthless before his eyes. He seeks to remove the impure objects that could pull his heart away from worshiping God. Beloved, this is where we must start. We must be diligent to see what temptations in our life we are most prone to do that can lead us astray. We must be proactive against sin and not letting it gain a place in our homes and intimate parts of our lives. Listen, this will help us to spend more time pursuing what is good and what is holy. Oh, yes, it will. Listen, 
Number two, we must hate evil. Yeah, because unless you hate evil, you are going to continually, habitually fall in sin. Rolling around in it, going back to the vomit. Listen, he said in verses 4 and 5, A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an and, and arrogant heart, I will not endure. Listen, you got to understand King David was a fighting man. He was a warrior. Okay. And so in these verses, he takes a warlike stance against any form of evil in his life or kingdom. He declares war against sin and pledges himself to destroy it any way he can. Amen. Are we doing this, beloved? Listen, we are in a war. I don't know if you realize this, but we are in fact in a war for our soul. Do you not know we have an enemy who hates the fact that he lost another slave? He, he is going to throw temptation left and right at you. This is why we got to suit up. We got to boot up. And we got to put on the full armor of God. Listen, everyone in scripture got this mindset. But us? Listen, we are in a war. We must fight for what is right. And we must hate and shun evil at every turn. Beloved, put on the full armor of God. Study, meditate, eat. Ephesians 6. Number three, we must seek the godly. <laughs> Beloved, do you not know we must put away all ungodly associations? Yeah, sometimes that's that will mean parents, adult children, grandparents, aunties, uncles, friends, associates, Ex-lovers, come on now. We got, we got to seek out some godly folk. Listen, David said in verse 6, I will, I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, but they that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. Amen. Because we see... This next step David takes is to surround himself with people who are godly. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are godly? Or are you still hanging out with, with your best friend who wants nothing to do with Jesus? They want to continue in their sinful lifestyle and at every turn, they keep trying 
to drag you back to the club, back to doing drugs, back to doing alcohol, back to committing crimes. Are you still hanging out with these people? So what you grew up with them? So what they are your cousins? So what you and your auntie are only separated by a span of five years and she is more like a sister than a figure of authority. She booty shakes, you booty shakes. She dressed like a harlot, you dress like a harlot. She has many lovers, you have many lovers. You idolize auntie. No, beloved, auntie like that gots to go. Because we know it is it is easy to to settle for for friends and people that speak into our life, our lives. But what are they talking about? Are they talking about the gospel? Are they talking about how we must live clean and holy? Are they saying that we must follow Jesus and him alone? If they ain't talking about that and you are born again, no, you, listen, we got to put them away. Why? Bad company. Paul called it in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 33 to 34. Do not be deceived. Bad company will corrupt your good morals. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They will. They will. Listen, like King David. David will be searching for people who are faithful to the Lord and not only find them, but then have them speak and minister to him. Who is speaking in your life? Whom have you given authority to speak whatever into your life? If they are not pointing you to Jesus and telling you about the consequences of sin, we can't hang around them. They cannot be in our close circle. No, beloved, their bad morals, their bad judgments and stinking thinking will corrupt what is good in you. Some say, yeah, but I'm preaching auntie the gospel as we drive into the club. No, she ain't listening. She got the rap music on the radio cranked up to 10. She ain't listening to you. She she is trying to pass you the drugs so that everyone could be, as she say, in the right state of mind. And you are blowing her good time high by keep talking about Jesus. Listen, we can't keep casting pearls to these Loved ones, they ain't trying to hear that. No, listen. <laughs> she is no longer your running buddy. Beloved, David was like, the people that will speak into the most intimate and important parts of his life, 
will be those who whose resolve is also to walk faithfully with the Lord and glorify him and thus number 4 remove ungodly people i told you auntie and unc gots to go my brothers if if unc is all about trap he gots to go if if unc is is all about cat calling every time y'all two go out he's he's about 55 but yet he keeps cat calling 18 year olds 21 year olds no uncle gots to go unc is worldly carnal and lustful and he must go i know you love him he took you to your first basketball game, baseball game. He's the one that that takes you to to his barbershop, which is nothing more than a den of iniquity, all that go Beloved, I, I, I can't fully express to you what goes on in these barbershops today. Nothing but a den of iniquity. So we must remove ungodly people. He said in verse 7, No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Amen. Likewise, while acquiring godly people david wants to remove ungodly people from his council he refuses to be influenced by people who do not walk faithfully with the lord likewise in our lives we must also be careful to take note of those people who speak into our lives amen and guess what beloved these people also come across our televisions, our radios, our phones. They speak into our lives as well. So we must constantly filter out anyone speaking to us that goes against our godly principles. Yes, this includes celebrities, singers, actors these apostate pastors and preachers and bishops oh yes listen anyone who who goes against sound doctrine should not be teaching you anything spiritual we gotta wake with my bell we gotta wake up beloved not everyone who say they are Christian are. No. We must have discernment. And the more time you spend with the Lord praying and asking for wisdom and discernment, he will give it to you and you will recognize those who hate Jesus. Yes. I'm telling you, clarity is your best friend. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen. Okay, because we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is not to say that we should not engage with unbelievers. 
On the contrary, we want to share the gospel of Christ with those who are far off. However, we need to <laughs> we need to have wisdom and make sure that an ungodly person does not dwell in our house. Woo! That's I'm telling you. When these children get grown and they have made it clear they hate Jesus, it's time for them to go. Yes. Yes, because if they if they coming in your house, smoking that weed, dressing like a harlot, don't know how to pull up those pants and put a belt on, or they in there watching ungodly, wicked, satanic television programming, if they listening to all of that satanic music, and I don't care if it's rap, country, so-called Christian music, gospel music, if it's not truly praising the real Jesus Christ, all of that gots to go. All of it gots to go. Why? Only you will stand before Jesus on Judgment Day and they are, are of the age of accountability. Listen, they have to answer to Jesus just like we do. They grown. If they coming up in there cursing and cursing you out, they now become violent. <clears throat> it's, once it become a hot mess, they gots to go. And anybody in your house now, covenant partners, you got to pray. Okay? You got to pray because God hates divorce. It is for life. Our stance must be as Joshua. He said, for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord he laid it down. This is what we're doing over here. Anything that comes against this determination, it gots to go. Yes. Number five, we must be quick to do what is right. Beloved, if you want to know where to start, we can look at some of these things in Psalm 101, 101, get it? 101, exactly, the basic. These are some things that we need to put away from our lives and do what is right to serve holy God. He has standards and we cannot keep falling short of them. We must learn and be willing to be moldable and malleable to Holy Spirit's teaching. He is teaching us how to be holy. That's why we have the Word of God. The Word of God, it is profitable for correction, training in righteousness, reproof, rebuke. Yes. Listen. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? Verse 17. 
so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. So Psalm 101 is perfect for today. Listen, number five, we must be quick to do what is right. Because in the last verse of Psalm 101, David said, Morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Amen. Listen, he said every day, I will destroy all the wicked in the land. Listen, you have to understand about kings, right? They heard court cases in the morning. And this was for two reasons. First, their minds were fresh. And second, it hadn't gotten extremely hot. So it was the best time early in the morning to make the wisest decision concerning a case. David wanted to show that he would not be slothful to do what was right. Every morning, he would be committed to making decisions that honored the Lord and not be tempting to let doing what is right fall victim to procrastination. Amen. So, this is why we too must be committed that no longer are we going to allow sin to have prominence and dominance in our lives, especially since Christ Jesus abolished sin for us. So, to the glory of God, the desire for sin and to sin must be eradicated from our life. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to let y'all go. We cannot be looking and searching our ways to willfully sin against our God. It is truly a miracle that the gift of repentance causes us to not even want to sin. No. I remember in times past, it was nothing for me to sin. Mm -mm. Even claiming the name. Even, even as a sinner woman, I, I didn't even think twice about it. If, if I felt guilty, it only lasted but, but a hot second. Mm-hmm. So, I, I didn't give it a second thought. I just did it. There was no real regret or remorse. That is why I know this flesh of mine would enjoy nothing more to get back to its wicked, lustful lifestyle. Listen, it would love nothing more than to put me back on... It, it wants me to put back on the old man. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. Why? 
I've cemented I'm not going back to the vomit. That is why I believe, right, Holy Spirit, when I read Psalm 101, it resonated with me because I'm like, I'm here for this. I, I, King David, I, I, all day, Psalm 101 for me. All day, I am totally on board with this same will right here. I will not endure evil. I won't have it in my presence. I will not have ungodly people around me. I will search out godly people. I will ask God for wisdom and discernment. I will, I will always give him praise. If that means I must be alone for this season and time, Oh, well, I am good with that. I'm not putting up with liars. I'm not going to have a lying tongue. I'm not going to be haughty. I'm going to settle down in my spirit. I am going to filter what comes through my eye gate and my ear gate. This house will be a godly house and whoever don't like it, when they become of age, then they can leave too. This is my will. I will not go back to the vomit. I will serve my Lord Jesus Christ with everything within me. I will submit myself to Holy Spirit and learn from him sound doctrine and how to be holy and righteous. That's my stance. And I pray this is your stance too, because beloved, the the outcome of this stance we take is eternal life. That's what we are pursuing, isn't it? And living like this, then we we are carrying out the command of loving God with everything within us. And we are commanded to love our neighbors. Yes, the brethren. Listen, the, the new mindset, because... <laughs> We got to understand this flesh is a contender and and it is a bully. So the new mindset is that if I don't keep this flesh, okay, listen to the mindset. If I don't keep this flesh under subjection, it will have me to return eagerly back to the vomit. Listen, beloved, your flesh, man, is at war constantly with your regenerated spirit. That is why we must pray to the Father in the name of Jesus for strength, endurance, mercy, and his grace to remain consecrated unto him and resist temptation at every turn we must allow holy spirit to guide and direct us into all godliness this is the mindset i know you're busy you better get unbusy our focus must be here. This is priority. You want to know why it's priority? 
because Jesus Christ told us it is priority. He told us to first. That means above anything else you got going on, anything else I got going on, the first thing we must do is seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes, we better make sure we have right standing with with the Father. We must, we must, what must we do? We must seek out how to live godly lives. His righteousness, not what we think is right because some of us think smoking weed is okay. Some of us think remaining in these adulterous remarriages is okay. Some of us think that dressing like a harlot ain't nothing wrong with this. Yeah, see, the thinking got to change. We we must seek out what is righteous in God's eyes, what he loves and what he hates, and then do accordingly. Amen. So, Holy Spirit is renewing our mindsets. That sin keeps you and I as a slave to darkness and unrighteousness that leads to death. Eternal separation from God, from his son, for all of eternity tormenting in the lake of fire. Beloved, in closing, okay. With all that being said, do you not know we have been set free from the power and controlling dominance and mastery of sin by Christ Jesus, sacrificial atoning death on the cross for our sins? Yeah, I must repeatedly ask this question. Why? To bring it to, uh, bring it to our awareness. You don't have to sin as if sin just overtakes you and you... And you can't do anything about it. Beloved, mm-mm. listen, without the Holy Spirit, our lives will be forever unchanged. We won't reject all ungodliness. I'm telling you, it's something about being led by God's Spirit that keeps you in sobriety of mind, which is what? God ain't playing with that lake of fire. I'm telling you, listen, put your sins on the facts. The unrighteous will not inherit his kingdom. Listen, God has standards and they are holy and they must be kept with all diligence and obedience. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ will set the wicked on fire. Do you not know this? Listen, we better study Malachi 4.1. Listen to what it says. For behold, the day is coming, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant, proud, self-righteous, haughty, and every evil doer shall be stubble and the day that is coming shall set them on fire says the lord of hosts 
so that it will leave them neither root or branch. Amen. See, scriptures like this keeps me sober in my mind and it should keep you sober as well. Yes, God is love and his promises are sure. But if we divorce him and go back out into the world, do you still think that you are still covered? You've become uncovered when you leave the faithful one. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Never will I ever leave you. So what happens? You left him. That's what happened. Listen. So that's pretty much it. Listen, you don't have to tell me twice anymore how God ain't playing. So I want to encourage you to remain faithful to our Lord who paid a huge price for your freedom. Love God with your whole heart, souls, minds, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself as we were commanded by our Lord and Jesus, I mean, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ for a day, capital D has been set. The day of judgment is fastly approaching. Time is about to run out. Eternity waits for us all. Hell enlarges, the Bible says, herself every day to make more room for the wicked. Beloved, don't be caught outside of your bodysuit without having made the real Christ Jesus your Lord and Savior. When you stand before him in eternity, your chance, my chance at repentance is gone. Your time has now run out. Why not stand in eternity before him to receive rewards as a good and faithful servant? And that how your works, your deeds will serve as a testimony of your genuine faith. Your works, your righteous deeds will testify what was truly going on in your heart. The basis of the judgment will be determined by the fruit of your doings, whether they be good or bad. Listen, Jesus has repeatedly told us that in his word, if we do not remain in him, if we as branches, because he's the vine, if we break ourselves off from him, we will be bundled together thrown into the fire to be burned. Beloved, our God is love, but he is also jealous. If we commit harlotry and go a-whoring after idols and this world, he will 
push us away. He will turn us over to a reprobate mind. There's no more repentance. The the reprobate is beyond repentance. Why? They have turned their back on Jesus. They are not coming back to him. Therefore, they now stand in judgment because of their willful actions. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we know that if we have sincerely repented of our sins, there will be a change in our behavior. Salvation comes through repentance. Repentance is demonstrating new behavior in Christ that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. It is changing our old way of thinking, regretting our sin, and living changed lives. Whereby no longer do we desire to sin. Help us, Father, to make every effort to be holy. Our mindset is of kings of King David's that we will not let sin rule in our lives. We we will have nothing to do with the ungodly but to preach them the gospel. They will not be in our inner court. They will not speak into our lives. We will seek out those who have a heart for you, who loves Jesus, who follows Jesus, who is on fire for Jesus. They live holy as well. They live righteousness. They do not seek after the treasures and pleasures of this world. They are looking forward to eternity the same as we are. They are looking ahead to the day that our Lord Jesus Christ returns. Or if we go by the way of the grave, we strive each and every day to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Father, we love you above all. And we will not bow down and kiss the feet of an idol. We will not remain in these false religions who are steeped in paganism. Who, who, who pattern their religion after Nimrod. We ain't doing that. We coming out of that because we know that there are teachers who teaches that godliness is great gain, that if we bring you money, all you want to do is just bless us with financial wealth, success, and health. They want us to believe that that they are pious by their long flowing flowing robes and their little fish hats whom they are serving demon gods trying to portray that they are serving and worshiping Jesus Christ. It is not Jesus Christ. It is in fact Satan. We will not be deceived. Help us, Father. We, we ask for wisdom and discernment to know what is evil and what is good we come to you you teach us who to avoid what is dark and what is light we seek 
your wisdom, Father, not the wisdom that comes from this world. We ask you, teach us how how to live right, how to think right. May we keep our focus on heaven. Bless your holy name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. All right, beloved. Listen, repent and believe. Stop sinning. Meditate on Psalm 101. Listen, if you got to write this down in your journal somewhere, make a confession of your faith. Write it down. What and what you will not tolerate. Now that you are born again, make a list. I'm not having this. I'm not doing this. He got to go. She got to go. I'm living for God. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to live a repentant life. I'm going to produce fruit in keeping with my repentance. I'm looking forward to Jesus coming. I want to spend eternity in heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to the lake of fire. I don't want to be judged by Jesus who would tell me, depart from me. I never knew you. Your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life because we know the books on judgment day will be opened and we will be judged out of those things which were written in those books whether righteous or unrighteous. Amen, amen, and Lord willing, I shall be speaking to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.